Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove and welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I am a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. So I'm here to talk to dancers about what they do outside the studio. Whether it's cookie decorating, tie-dye, a passion for plants, or starting their own businesses, dancers fulfill their creative passions in so many different ways. Dancers Doing Stuff is about living your most creative life. So if you love dancers and creativity, you are in the right place. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. If this is your first time watching, welcome. And if you've been here before, you know the deal. My name is Haley and I'm so excited that you're here. Um, my guest, I mean, I'm literally like an Instagram stalker of her. I'm obsessed with her. She is not only an amazing dancer who can do all styles, like legs for days, turns, like you're gonna see in this video I have. She is like spinning her life away. She is, well, her name is Maya Kazaz. I didn't even say that. But along with being a great dancer, she is also a digital branding website designer. She is like a master at branding. Seriously, I say it all the time. I need to hire her. You should all hire her. Have her do your website. It's so important for dancers and regular people. You know, we are our business, as they say. So she is great. I could, I could talk about her forever. Um, Let's watch this video of her dancing because it is so good um, and I just can't wait to bring her on because I have so many questions. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the Dancers Doing Stuff Patreon. With the Patreon, you get a ton of really fun perks, and you get to help support this show. Some of the perks include fun behind-the-scenes content, getting to know the guests beforehand, and being able to submit questions to them. There are Zoom dance parties and stretch sessions. I give you all the craft supplies you need for the month, and you can craft with us live on YouTube. And we also have a private Discord. There are a ton of things, and those are just things that are happening right now. I really want to make stickers, so maybe I can send out some mail. I don't know. I've got a lot of ideas. One of the ideas is the Dancer's Dream Grant Program. When we get 100 patrons, I'm going to start donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, or actually paying your dancers, or getting them at least some good snacks. There are so many ways that dancers can be supported, and I would really love to create a community where we can all support and lift each other up and just all be creative. So the more patrons we have, the more money I can give back. Definitely check out the Patreon and let's get this community growing. Like that reel is amazing. It fit the music so perfectly, that little boom, boom, and the boom, boom. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I honestly watched it like 
multiple times before this episode just for fun because I was so inspired by watching it. <laughs> so let's bring her in as always. Big applause. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. I forgot I edited that reel and I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, that's new. I haven't seen it in so long that I forgot that. It is so good. I was going to say, did you edit that? I did. I did. I just didn't remember that I updated it. And then I was like, oh my God. It so well. It bothers me so much when people's dancing doesn't match the music in their reel. I'm like, come on, you have a minute. Make it fun. <laughs> really make it fit. So that was so satisfying. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so our craft for today, I don't think we can mess it up, which I say often and often mess it up. But I have this idea of making a little dry erase DIY situation with these picture frames and I thought it would be cool because I know that you're always posting on your story like your little schedule for the day and I wanted it to be like a craft that would be useful and I know like you're moving into a new apartment so hopefully you can make it cute and like actually have a practical craft this time instead of just like some random tchotchke that you have in your house. (laughs) So super simple we got these frames from Michael's And basically what we're going to do is just paint it however you want. You could honestly keep it plain too if that like is your vibe or your aesthetic. That's like the popular word these days, aesthetic. Apparently I'm like library aesthetic or something. Light academia. I don't know. There's all these words. I'm not a baddie. I wish I was, but it's not me. (laughs) But basically you just paint it however you want and then you take out this lovely picture of this assuming mom and daughter um, and you can put any kind of like paper in there. Keep it white paper whatever and then you are able to write on the glass with a dry erase marker so it's really simple um and i don't think we can mess it up so let's try do you have any ideas for what you want to do with yours well i didn't think about this schedule thing now i'm like that's so cute um but i have these like pages of this book it's like a part of some book that i have and i have a bunch of them I think they're all the same thing. So I feel like if I rip one, I won't need it. <laughs> I haven't read it yeah. if you haven't read this. Um, and then I kind of want to put it in here and maybe like write something cute. I kind of want to keep it there, I think. I know. I kind of was like, should I try wood stain? I've seen a lot of people like staining things, but I haven't no. ventured into that world. And while we're doing this, I'd love to know a little bit about how you started dancing, you know, basically your whole life story no simple pressure. yeah exactly <laughs> um so how was your dancing so my mom put me in dance class when i was like okay she used to say two and a half and now all of a sudden it's three and a half so i guess it was three and a half i feel like she told me two and a half and ever since she changed it on me it's ruined my identity um, I mean that is something that like when you're little like whoever started first that's like I started when I was eight well I started when I was five it was like definitely a thing yeah and she was like you started when you were two and a half and now she was like you started when you were almost four so you were three and three quarters and I was like 
my whole life Who is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, went into, I went to, I grew up in New Jersey, so I went to Miss Patty's School of Dance in Midland Park, New Jersey. Um, shout out the, to her. Shout out to Miss Patty. They actually just closed officially. Oh, That makes me think of Gilmore Girls, like Miss Patty. You yeah. The real deal, Miss Patty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I went to Miss Patty's School of Dance. I actually wanted to like act and sing growing up. So for a long, like probably from the time I started dancing until, um, until like seventh grade, I want to say, I like didn't really care about dance, um, which is interesting because given that it's what I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing this craft right. Um, but then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, dance is so fun and then I got like really into it but I wasn't good I was always never good that's like the thing about it I no was way so, no I was horrible like all these kids I'm over all these people posting all their their like childhood solos and their legs go higher than mine currently and I'm like how are you guys good they're like doing tricks and acro and whatever and I'm just like what I couldn't even touch my toes. So I was really bad. And I got like really into it when I was like seventh grade. And then I just like went full force and um, ended up going. So we had a Royal Academy of Dance program growing up. So it was like affiliated with the Royal Academy of Dance. And there were like locations and you had to like get in. So I ended up auditioning for that. This looks so bad. Hold on. I <laughs> Um, I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm going to try a different paper. Maybe a different page. New page. New page in my life. So, yeah, I ended up auditioning and somehow I got in and I was like with younger kids because I was so bad. Then, yeah, I just ended up moving up and up and somehow I just like really liked it. So I wasn't good, but I liked it. <laughs> and um, ended up going so everyone started doing like ballet intensives so I did a couple of those and then um I decided to do the Broadway Dance Center like junior training program so it's like a summer like a three-week summer intensive for kids to take class at Broadway Dance Center because I would do that on the weekends sometimes or like whenever I'd off from school I'd go in and like take class at BDC and I'd take like eight classes in a row or something like that like oh six two to now be young I wish I know. I would be like, oh my God, I'm taking eight classes today. I haven't, I can't even take one without <laughs> dying now. Same, Currently. same. So yeah. And then I ended up doing that and they were like, you should audition for our AIM program, which is the arts and motion dance company. And they were like, you should be in our like full-time dance thing. So I auditioned and I got in and then I started going to Broadway Dance Center on the weekends. And I was in there, um, I think Olivia, Olivia Batista, who was, I think, on your podcast, she was yeah. there with me. Um, it was really weird. I ended up, because I was a very strong technician, I ended up getting into, like, all the high levels of everything because I was, like, known as the ballet dancer, whereas, like, at my studio, I was known as, like, the, like, hip-hop jazz dancer. Yeah. The um, story of my life, like, I feel like no matter wherever I go, I'm seen as, like, the best of what's not popular there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, who am I? 
exactly and i was just like this is um strange like i i went from being like oh you're like so not ballet to being like oh you are a prima ballerina um <laughs> so yeah i did that for two years until i graduated and then um here i am and then i went to college <laughs> that's not true <laughs> there's more to your story there's more <laughs> yeah also i think i did a good job what do you think oh my god that actually looks so cute um i'm painting mine kind of this lavender color and i don't know if i hate it but i don't know i mean it could work it could work i like it so i mean that is so cool that you were able to come into the city even as a kid like i always think about that because i've i've realized recently that you know i'm from boston so not too far away but it's really crazy what you're exposed to and like how that really affects your trajectory I feel like as a dancer and like I I never even knew about like conventions and all of these things and and sometimes when you think about like oh you know it's easy to get down on yourself like oh how did this person just like take one class and become like best friends with the teacher and then you're like oh, wait, no, they've been dancing with them since they were eight years old at conventions or they grew yeah. up, like, a few towns away from them. Like, it's really crazy. Like, we're not always all, like, having the same exposure to things and it creates such unique, different types of dancers. So that must have been so cool to be able to come into the city and just, like, yeah. feel the energy of Broadway Dance Center and all of the, you know, steps and all of that when you're, like, younger. That must have been so cool. Yeah, well, it definitely changed my entire trajectory, too, because I was I already started making connections through Broadway Dance Center and like working with choreographers when I was still in high school. So then when I when college came around, I was like, I don't oh, am I going to like go away and do a dance program and then come back and basically forge the relationships that I already have been working on? Or should I just go and stay in, like stay in the city, study something else, and then just keep doing what I'm doing and auditioning, which is basically what yeah. I ended up doing. That is so cool. So you went to college. You went to Fordham? I went to Fordham. I studied nice. global business. Um, wow. What made you decide to do that? So I've always like kind of been interested in business um, from a young age. My mom ended up was actually an advertising major and I was just always interested in marketing. I ended up, I was, I worked for a startup while I was in high school. Um, and actually, I always forget this. They like offered me a job right out of high school to like come and work in Silicon Valley. So I was like always wow. doing that in high school too. It was strange. It was a strange time to be alive. When you finished college, was that when you started to focus a bit more on like professional dance jobs or were you doing that while still in college? Yeah, I was doing it while still in college. So I I always say like I never really went to college because I was never in class. Um, so yeah, it was pretty bad. Nobody really knew who I was. I didn't really have like that many close friends because I would just like never be in class. I'd be like, in rehearsal for something or like in an audition or in a callback or I would like skip tests and be like, I'll take them another time. I'm, I'm working, I'm doing a, a gig or whatever. Um, and I ended up signing with Block my sophomore year too. So cool. what was that um, process like? Did you go to one of those like crazy open calls or did you submit or like, I'm always intrigued to find out how people get with agents because I feel like it's such a coveted, sometimes secretive experience for some yeah. people. 
100%. I'm always an advocate of like uncovering that secretness. Yeah. Secretity. Secretness. Secret, I don't know. Secrecy. Secrecy. There we go. I give you, I'm going to give you an applause for that. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> I feel like that, that definitely deserves an applause. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but what am I saying? I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, clock. So I ended up, so I went to all those auditions. I always went to those like open calls and I just never got anywhere from them. Um, they were also always super commercial, which is not really what I wanted to do. Um, and I was always a little bit selective with who I want to be with because I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be with like any agent who will want me. Like, it may not be a good fit, and I'd rather just do my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I ended up sending – I always just, like, sent submissions. I would, like, email people directly. I would do submissions through websites. I would, yeah, do anything under the sun. All um, of it. All of the things. And I did a submission through the Block website. And what ended up happening, I didn't know at the time – um, they looked at my resume and whatever I had written and my, all my stuff, and they called um, Ricky Hines, who is a dancer, choreographer, director, I'm not dancer, director, choreographer, uh, an associate. And we had worked together. I did Broadway Bears, and he was my choreographer. Ah. And he is signed with Block. So basically what had happened, they saw him on my resume, and they gave him a call and were like, what do you think of Maya? And they were, he was like, sign her. So I ended up coming in. Yeah, I ended up coming in for a meeting. And uh, the next day, I think they gave me an offer to sign. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then like, obviously, two days later, I got like an offer from somewhere else. And then you know, when it like rains, it pours. Yeah. But then like, when you and then when you're searching for it, and you really want it, it it feels like a drought. So yeah, um, I definitely and I, I encourage everyone to just like be transparent and and find people's emails, right? Ask for referrals, right? If you're trying to get an agent, there's you have people in your network who are signed and they will be happy to give you a referral. Just ask. And that's probably yeah. what goes the, along the most way. I can't. No. You got I'm not it. Even, you got I it. Exactly. it. I, I, I understood so, what you meant. <laughs> I It goes the longest way i don't know what's english anymore what's the phrase honestly i've struggled with english a lot especially during this pandemic when i didn't speak to a lot of people for a long time i forgot words like basic words like stick i saw a dog carrying a stick and i was like look at that big something in its mouth so i'm there with you it's a good word to forget in that sense yeah (laughs) yeah it's true (laughs) so you mentioned Broadway Bears. What is one of your favorite dance opportunities or experiences? And I say that because I know sometimes unpaid work can be the most fun, um, even though we should all be getting paid for our services. But um, what is one of your favorite dance experiences that you've had? Um, oh my God, what a hard question. Honestly, I have... Two. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> okay. One is definitely Broadway Bears. Um, both times I did it were amazing. The people are amazing. It's such a good cause. I got to work with such amazing choreographers and humans and dancers. Um, and the event is just so fun. 
Yeah, you're supposed to, fun fact, you're supposed to be over 21, but I did it when I was 19 and 20, and I've never done it legally. Um, Wow, I mean, it is like a crazy show. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's kind of like a bunch of, I mean, there's tons of Broadway people there, right? It's it's for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, right? That's what it benefits. And it's really like a, a scandalous show where there's a lot of butts and boobs and skin and it's just like a wild time and do is it at where does it usually happen like at a big theater it's at hammerstein ballroom it's like where a lot of and they like build out the stage basically and it's like you are crowd surfing the entire time it is crazy oh my Um, gosh that is definitely up there in experiences and just the fact that i did it um so young it was like kind of it was like a cool thing to be such an outsider on all of it Um, so that and then I recently like right before the pandemic I was the associate choreographer for Josh Burgoss on a lab of a new show um so cool yeah it was so fun and it was my first time in a role like that um like on the creative side and working with him in that capacity was super cool too um so those are definitely two highlights. So what is your, I know you you mentioned kind of not wanting to go down the commercial route. So what is like your dream dance job? Like what is your ultimate goal? If you could just like snap your fingers and have any, any dance job ever, what would you pick? Um, okay, so there's, I have like different tiers of goals that I like want to okay. do. So my big dance goal would probably be obviously I want to open an original company of a Broadway show. Um, but past that, I kind of want to do things that aren't dance related. Like I do, like I want to dance on Broadway and I also want to like dance in TV shows and movies and Netflix and all those things. And I also want to like act in them and do other things. And I don't know. So it's like, I have a lot of different goals in different things, but I'd say like dance, dance, open an original cast on Broadway, um, hopefully maybe even be an associate when I'm older on a show. And then also I want to dance like TV, film. I don't know. I want to, I want to do a lot of things. So come back. The the industry needs to come back. Yeah. Hopefully that you spoke it into existence, it's going to happen for you. I would not be surprised if any of those things happened. I would shit my pants probably. (laughs) Seriously. And I think that it's, it's also, it's so, it's so healthy and good to have different types of goals and different dreams. I feel like sometimes we're kind of taught that in order to achieve anything, we have to only focus on one thing and you have to really find your niche. And I know that that's our niche or what, I don't know what the real proper, that's like gif and jif. I don't know what it is, but you know, it's like there's good and bad about narrowing your path and your view. But I think, I think it's good to be well-rounded and have a lot of different dreams and goals because why not? Like, you know, we can do anything we want. Agreed. Agreed. So. And I think that, like, I, I always feel bad for people who are like, I want to move to New York and be a rock head. And it's like, okay, but once you achieve that, what else, like, what else do you want to do? And if you're so focused on one thing, you're going to miss out on so many other, like, opportunities and happiness and fun yeah. things. You know? A hundred percent. Okay, well, it is time for our first game. 
Let me get this little... It's time for Would You Rather. <laughs> so let's see what we get. And if you're watching live or watching the replay, you can definitely comment. If you're live, we can see what you write and we'll share what you what you pick. Um, and if you're watching the replay, definitely comment below. But let's see, I'm gonna randomly pick and see what we get. Would you rather have roller skates for feet or be pooped on daily by a seagull. Roller skates for feet, definitely. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Yeah, and think of all the commercial work you could do. Right, and isn't there, what's the show where they're all on roller skates? Xanadu. Yeah, booked instantly. And you get to save up costumes. No competition. Okay, would you rather never eat chocolate or candy again, or have to sleep upside down, hanging from a tree branch, whatever the weather. Oh, I feel like never eat chocolate or candy. Yeah, I, the I sleeping like... would be probably kind of vital for, like, life. Yeah, I feel like maybe it'd be good for me to not have chocolate or sweets, you know? I know, like I definitely need to cut back. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh, okay. This is an interesting pairing. Would you rather have an alarm go off each time you fell asleep or feel dizzy every time you lie down? How long do you feel dizzy for is the question. Yeah, I don't know if it's like all the time. or Because if an alarm went off every time you fell asleep, you would never sleep. Right. So if you just lie down and you feel dizzy, but then you're able to fall asleep, you don't feel dizzy in your sleep. So right. I think I'd pick that one. I'd pick that one too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're in I think that was that. good. Yeah, I think that was good. Okay, so let's talk passions outside of dance. Let's start off with my favorite, my favorite <laughs> thing on the internet. Let's talk. Make your mark. Tell everyone about it. What is make your mark? Yeah. So um, make your mark is a strategy-driven branding, consulting, and web design company. So what we do is we look at the brand from the inside out and we talk strategy in terms of visuals and also in terms of your marketing and your business structure and basically everything really. Um, so it's a bit of consulting, a bit of design, not a bit, so it's a lot of both. Um, and basically help you take your brand to the next level and become a healthy CEO of your own brand. Amazing. And how did you get into this? Like, how did you start it? What inspired this? Also, like, your branding is so cute. Your logo is so cute. Like, ev like everything is perfect about it. Like, I'm obsessed. I tell everyone whenever anyone says, like, oh, I need a new website. I'm like, make your mark. Go check it out. Go. Oh, you are so sweet. Well, thank you for the referrals. Um, but yeah, I started in college. Um, I took a design class, just like a random one-off design class, a graphic design class. And you showed up to those classes? Um, yeah. Well, I actually, the reason I took it was because I had a liberal arts, I had to take a liberal arts credit and I didn't want to take any stuff during the day because I had auditions. So I had to take a night class. And this one just happened to fit into my schedule. It was easy. I was like, I need the A. Um, so I took it. It was chill. I was like, I made some stuff. I didn't really care for it. And then I took another design class because 
I was like, I'm kind of interested in this. Like, it's probably good for me. Um, and in that class, I was obsessed with everything. I was, it, we talked about like UX, UI design, which is user experience, user interface design. So talking about like, when you go to make an app, right? What does the first screen say? Um, so like, we were trying to do one that shows you an app that would show you what's around you for healthy food options, right? And it, one of the things we wanted to design was an alarm, not an alarm, but like a- A notification. A notification distracted me. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> we needed to, oh, figure out how to alarm people every time they wanted. So they were like, oh, I'm gonna go get this. Oh, it was a vegetarian app, that's what it was. Uh, like, oh, I could go get halal down the street and have some lamb. And then like your, your phone would be like, or check out this vegetarian option. So you were like, how do we know when to alarm them? And it was like, okay, what time do you usually have lunch? Like when do you have dinner? What time do you have breakfast? And then he was like, that's too many questions. Like, all you need to know is what time they wake up, and then you can basically calculate everything else based on what time they wake up to send push notifications. So talking about things like that really changed the user interface of the app. And I was just so intrigued by all that and, like, the psychology behind it. Mm. Um, in that class, I also learned, like, the basics of code, and I had so much pushback about it. I was like, I don't want to learn the code. This is so dumb. Now I code for a living. So um, <laughs> that's really fun. So um, crazy how that happens. But yeah, that's how I, I, that happened. And all throughout college, I was always building my friends' websites on like Wix and stuff, just like yeah. making pretty lines and like feeling like what color people are was always something I was good at. I um, love that. It's a very strange thing that I could do. But, um, I launched Make Your Mark right after I graduated. So I graduated in December of 2019. So right before the pandemic. And um, <laughs> I just did like artist branding and I like started coding websites instead. Um, and I started doing that when almost I had some dance jobs lined up. And so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like do this whenever. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, all right, let's do it, do it. Yeah. You know? You have really been like going full force, I feel like this pandemic and it's like, I feel like you you do like dancer websites, which I think people don't realize is so important to really brand yourself as a dancer. As a dancer, you yourself are a business and I feel yeah. like that's often like forgotten about. It's like, I gotta get the steps, I gotta have the lipstick, I got you like, but it doesn't really matter if you can't like show up and show out on the internet, which is like where people are, especially after this past year. I mean, everything is digital now, so it 100%. is so important. So I love seeing all of your creative ways. And it's it's also awesome that everything you do is never like cookie cutter, like just, oh, here it is, blah, blah, blah. Like every design that you do is so interesting and so unique and like totally fits the vibe of the person so like you totally have a gift for that and I'm always so excited to see it but I know you've been working with a lot of different brands now and like dance brands and like other brands which is so cool and like oh my gosh it's just so fun like what is the process like of when you like get do like a super basic rundown of like what you do <laughs> when someone wants to work with you 
Yeah, totally. Um, so just a comment on like the branding for artists, I always say like your brand is what everybody says about you behind your back, right? Everyone's going to talk about you behind your back. Now you have a chance to change it and change the narrative. There's so much power there instead of fear. Um, so that's kind of where I approach everything is like you have the power to change how people perceive you. You should be using that to your advantage instead of shying away from it. So wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that being said, yeah, so usually um, I ask people to, to schedule a consultation so they can either do that directly on my website, which is what most people do, and some people go through my contact form to apply to work with me. So um, I do a 15-minute consultation where I hear a little bit about what they need, make sure it's going to be a good fit, um, watch out for any like major red flags, and then also just talk about my brand and make sure that I'm the right person for them. Obviously it's an investment and I want someone to be sure that they need it right now and that I'm the right person to do it. So um, we talk for about 15 minutes, then I, we, it's actually not 15 minutes. I say 15 minutes, more like 30 <laughs> to 40. Um, and then I send an email after and like follow up with all the information we spoke about. And then you get a contract, you get an invoice, you do the whole thing. And then um, I send my first thing, which is a welcome packet, which runs through the entire process and a brand questionnaire. So the brand questionnaire is the most important part. So I have one for artists and I have one for brands. And um, I've just been away from doing artist branding because I just think I have a lot more fun on the business side and I love working mm -hmm. with artists who have businesses specifically. Yeah. Um, so it's been a transition, which is probably why you've seen more of my brand, my brand brand work rather than my um, artist kind of work, because um, I had my template series. So I've been sending people to make their own. Yeah, and those are so cool. Definitely check that out if you want to DIY a little website for you, because your templates are also so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, they're so fun. Um, they've been, they've, I've just loved seeing what people have been making with their websites too. Um, but anyway, yeah, we have a business questionnaire, which will go through like your mission statement, your vision statement, your target audience, right? Like brand adjectives. And it gets into like the nitty gritty. We want to know what kind of coffee do they drink, right? Or do they drink Starbucks or do they go to their like local store across the street? Or are they a cat person? Or are they a dog person? And these questions all seem kind of trivial, but you start to understand who your consumer is and then you can market towards them, right? Because somebody who drinks Starbucks every day is a super different person who drinks like their local cold brew from their, like they care about their coffee and they live in Bushwick and, you, yeah. you know, kind of person <laughs> versus somebody who is from Maryland and drinks Starbucks every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we do that. I read it. We have a 30 minute meeting. We talk about everything. We talk about business structure. We talk about things that are not great right now, I go in, I design everything and I design in the one concept method, which means that I design, in my professional opinion, one brand from that's full-fledged from logos to submarks to patterns to mock-ups of everything mm. that could be this brand. And I, I send mock-ups. <laughs> it's my favorite part too. It's where you see the brand come to life. And so yeah. many people will just send like black and white logos. And it's like, you can't imagine that on a t-shirt, right? 
Um, so it's really hard to get a sense of what that's going to look like on there. Um, but yeah, so we do that. I send that over. I send it with a recording of me talking and when that's not. Um, and then we go from there and then chat about that, build a website. And that's basically it. That's so cool. I love hearing like the behind the scenes. And I love you post like your like design process and sometimes on Instagram and like do polls. And it's like so cool to get brought into that because it is really cool. Like when, if you try to DIY it yourself, if you're a dancer out there who's like trying to figure out something and it can be kind of overwhelming because it's like, I personally, I can only speak for myself. It's like, I don't trust that like the colors I like as a person might not match what the actual brand of what I present out as a person or like for example this show even like you know it's like having someone who you can trust who like has the skills and knowledge is so important but also the fact that you know artists and you are a dancer and an artist yourself I think it's like such a cool combination so everyone should go hire you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much you're so sweet but yeah it's it's been really fun so it's it's inspiring to like work with so many amazing dancers and artists and entrepreneurs so yeah (laughs) amazing what are some of your other passions outside of dance (laughs) when you're not like busy being a boss what kind of stuff do you like (laughs) Yeah, um, I've been doing a lot of like modeling and commercial work recently, which has been fun. I don't know if it's really counts as a hobby. It's just like another job. Um, no, it's still cool. It's still cool. <laughs> so that has been really fun. And then um, I love cooking. I like baking. I like hiking. Um, all like the basic girl things. And I, <laughs> I love reading. Um, that makes me really happy and I'm sad when I don't get to read at night, but, yeah. are you um, reading a book right now? I am reading, it's actually right here. I'm reading this book right now. It's called the defining decade. It's about why your twenties matter and how to make the most of them now. That's really just the subtitle. <laughs> right. Okay. It's time for our last game, which is not really a game, more of a mystery questions 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 so i'm gonna randomly pick a question from each of these loosely color-coded categories let me see what we get and then you can always veto if it's like too deep or something some of them are funny and some of them are emotional questions (laughs) okay not they're not too hard pick a color um we'll do some orange for make your mark I love it. (laughs) What food will you absolutely not eat under any circumstance? Um, I would say probably meat because I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That's an easy one. That's an easy one. That counts. (laughs) That counts. Okay, next one. Um, Let's do blue. Have you ever sent a text to someone you didn't mean to? Constantly. All the time. (laughs) I... I'm the worst at it. I do it all the time. Oh, no. I, I, I literally did it last week. I told I texted my mom by accident instead of my friends to come <laughs> to the rooftop. And she was like, <laughs> I do it all the time. Yeah. Next color. Um, pink. Have you ever been out of the country? You got a lot of easy ones. 
Yeah, I'm loving these. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, pink. <laughs> um, out of the country. Yeah, I've been to Israel and Spain and Europe in general. <laughs> I've been yeah. out of the country. You didn't ask where. You just asked if I have. I love to know though. It's like I'm I'm dreaming about what it's like to leave America because it's been so long. So, <laughs> wait, you've what been is... out, right? Oh yes, yes. Just not you know since the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I actually I lived in London for a year. So <gasps> hot tip. I mean, not a hot tip. A sneak peek. No, that's not it either. Fun fact. There we go. We got there. You know, we're learning English today. Maybe we were born out of the country and we didn't know it. Hmm. And this is our first time here. (laughs) This is our first time in America, our first time speaking English. I think we're doing a pretty great job. Yeah, for for that, yes. (laughs) Okay, last one of these questions. What characteristics makes a person successful? Kind of a deep one to end it out with. (laughs) That one. Um, Being determined and being unafraid to ask for things. Mm. Even if the answer might be no. And be happy. That's true, too. Okay, the last question that I ask everyone is, what brings out your most creative self? What brings out my... I know you you prefaced this. You were like, I'm going to ask this. And then (laughs) I'm going to not have an answer for you. Um, I'm going to not think about it after that second. Um, What brings out other people, probably? being inspired by others um whether it's design or dance or literally any other creative aspect other people and ideas and collaboration would probably Mm -hmm. be it i love that where (laughs) can people find you if they want to connect after the show yeah um my instagram personally is at maya kazaz and then my business one is at Make your mark by M. Um, and then obviously make your mark by M.com and myacazaz.com. We're very easily branded. <laughs> yes, it is superb branding and it's so cute. I know I keep saying it. It's not cute. Cute is not like the brand that you have. I just need better adjectives because it's because it's my first time speaking English. I'm just still <laughs> learning, you know. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get there. We'll both yeah. get there. Yeah, I'm going to buy a thesaurus, but (laughs) if you would like to find me, you can find me at Haley Grove for my personal Instagram, and then definitely check out the Dancers Doing Stuff Instagram. I'm slowly rolling out stuff from past episodes. This is episode, I want to say it's like 36, maybe 37, and I just posted information from episode 5. So we're getting there. <laughs> so stay tuned. It's a surprise. Every day you don't know what you're going to get. Um, and then if you would like to be a guest on the show, definitely email me at essentiallyhaley at gmail.com and subscribe here on the YouTube to Essentially Haley. Click the subscribe button, like the video, share it with your mom, send it to everyone. I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers in that 4,000 watch hours, the magic numbers. So definitely help me out if you can. Um, And then the final thing is the Patreon for this show is officially live. Uh, There's a lot of really fun perks this Friday. I'm actually teaching the first Patreon patron-only dance class, all levels. You don't have to be a dancer. It's just a fun way to like play and encourage creativity and not worrying about being 
perfect. Um, and the cool thing about the Patreon, which is the thing I'm most excited about, is once we hit 100 patrons, I'm going to start the Dancer's Dream grant program where I will be donating $100 every month to a person who has a dance dream or something that needs help being funded. So if we get more than 100 subscribers, it'll be $1 per patron. So it could be like $500 a month. Um, and you know, you could use that to hire Maya uh, to help you with your website as a little help for that. So you know, definitely check out the Patreon, Patreon. Yeah. English is hard, um, and help get that going. So I think that is it. Thank you so, so much for being here. This was so fun. I made a little special note. It's, I don't know if you can see it, if it's mirrored. Yeah, it's like, the best yeah. on my dry erase board, or what is this called? Dry erase marker. I like it. Yours looks cool. Honestly, it looks super cool. It's going to be, I love it's it. make your mark. I love it. Make your mark. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you again so much for being here. And everyone, have a great have night. Me. Have a good night. Bye, Bye guys.